What's up, mi gente? I'm your girl, Lisette Carter. Welcome to the Rookie and Marican podcast. You'll notice that the quality is off a little today because I forgot my mic and I don't feel like going to get it. <laughs> so with anybody that has kids, you know that sometimes you just can't work at home. Um, and so I can't record at home uh, because of all the chaos. So I decided to record in my car today without the mic and so that's why you see a little bit of a difference in the quality but the information is still going to be mind-blowing mind you so today i'm excited to start our history series um i cannot tell you how excited i am about this series your mind your world is going to be rocked And I say that because the things that I've learned within the past couple years of really studying and diving into history, reading autobiographies, um, reading books by historians, uh, reading books on socialism, communism, just a lot of study, I have grown a deep appreciation and excitement for this information and the reason why is because not that I didn't appreciate it I mean I really didn't care when I was in school when I was in high school or elementary school or even college I didn't care much about it but what I did learn uh, didn't really match what I'm learning now and I find it pretty crazy um, that you know you have teachers that have history degrees and maybe They've read books like The Godless Constitution, where these two professors decided to write about why God doesn't exist in the Constitution without zero footnotes. And they just, just you read the back of the book and it says, yeah, we got our, you know, we got our uh, information. You should just trust us. Like, <laughs> And if you've read the Constitution, you know that. It's completely filled. Um, you know, they if you've read the original intent, or understand the original intent behind um, the Constitution itself, where the forefathers came from, the founding fathers, where, you know, their backgrounds, what they were doing, and you know that they've written... The way that we text is the same way that those guys wrote letters. I mean, they wrote thousands of letters backing up. I mean, you could go back and, and read them, they're all online. You you can read them yourself. And it's evident that God is all up in the Constitution. That was all up in their lives. So um, it's pretty fascinating when, uh, you know, when you're talking to someone right now in 2021 about history. And they really know very, very little um, about, you know, what really went on. And then everything is like political theater. Everything gets politicized um, to the point where historical monuments and um, historical days uh, that were observed are completely dismissed or desecrated because of hearsay. And some of that hearsay we're going to talk about today is the story of the history of Christopher Columbus, Cristobal Colón. Okay. Now, what all I knew about Christopher Columbus when I was growing up, because I, I, I grew up in Puerto Rico. I grew up here in the States and in Puerto Rico. And really, the only thing I would really hear about him was that he was a genocidal, genocidal, genocidal maniac. Um, 
And there was like rift between Aguada and Aguadilla, which is like the two towns. I, I grew up in Aguadilla and Aguada is the next town over. You know, which town did he really arrive to first in Puerto Rico? Um, and that's all I really knew, that there was beef <laughs> with those towns. They, they both claimed that Christopher Columbus landed there first. Um, and that's all I knew. And that he was a Spaniard. Someone said that he was a Spaniard and that he got funding to go find a new land. And so when I really dug deep into um, learning about Christopher Columbus, the first person that I heard a different story from was an acquaintance that I had uh, from real estate um, who he owns a construction company slash real estate company. And he was telling me about all these facts about Christopher Columbus. And I said, what are you talking about? I didn't even know that. And so I went and I dug, I, I didn't even ask, I don't know if I asked him where he found that information. I think he was just like, well, I just looked it up. And so I went ahead and started looking it up and I started reading a few books and I found a bunch of different resources on the truth about Christopher Columbus. And I say all that to to tell you that it's important to um, to know this information and to share it because right now in the past year, 2020, they were beheading Christopher Columbus statues. I mean, they beheaded a statue in Boston because they claimed that this guy just was a racist. He was a human trafficker. He came to plunder off of America's goods, to kill all of the Indians and Native Americans that were here and to seize the land and to plant the Spanish the Spanish slash Italian flag and to say, this land is mine and y'all can't have it anymore. That's definitely not what happened. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to dive right in. This is so exciting. So when Christopher Columbus was, he's Italian. I know most of you probably already know that. So this dude is Italian and he is also a, he's like a biblical scholar. He knows the Bible front to back. He was raised um, I don't know if he was raised Christian, but I know he he read the Bible regularly. He actually has a book, um, journals all of the scriptures um, that he used to kind of motivate and um, help him on his journey um, to find to spread the gospel. So that's that's his initial his original intent was to spread the gospel to Asia. And the reason why was because he believed in their time that Jesus was coming back soon. And so he wanted to find a way, not just a route to Asia, but he wanted to find a way to spread the gospel out there. He approached Portugal, the king and queen of Portugal. They said, nah, bro, we're good. We're not doing that. Um, Then he approached Spain. I believe it was King Ferdinand and Queen... Isabella, um, who they were at first, they worked for about a year together going back and forth about this voyage. And after a year, they decided to fund the voyage for him. And so the original intent was to find, um, the route to Asia to spread the gospel. Also, he told them that if he were to make any profits, because there were, um, people at the time, the the natives didn't care for gold. They didn't care for that. So they would give it away, but he didn't want to just take it. It's a lot like the Puritans, like the pilgrims when they came here. And a lot of you don't know this, but 
they didn't just take land or take stuff from these guys. They would exchange it for something. And so his philosophy was, I'm not just going to take it. I'm going to exchange it for something fair. And any profits that I make for that is to fund the voyage to get Jerusalem back from the Muslim crusades. Now, back in the day, in those days, they had Christian crusades and they had Muslim crusades. And the Muslims crusades were specifically targeting countries that were um, Jewish and Christian countries. So like Jerusalem, all Israel, all that. And so he wanted to, at the time, Mus- the Muslims had control of that area. And so he wanted to get it back into Christian hands before Jesus came back. And so... He had all that backed up by scripture. And so that was his goal. So when he came, his the first place that he landed in 1492 was El Salvador. El Salvador, right? Um, Also known as San Salvador. And the when he landed there, the first thing that he did was he knelt down and he thanked God and he named it Holy Savior, which is El Salvador. Um, and so when you look at like all of those Caribbean islands, they all have Christian names like St. John. They all have like they all have saint in front of it. That was because as he got around to those areas, he would give them biblical names. OK, now when he first landed The first people that he encountered were the Tainos, which is where Puerto Rico, where I come from. I actually look like I would like to think like a Taina. Like I have, you look at me, if Puerto Ricans are like African, um, European and Taino, you would automatically look at me and say, that girl's definitely a Taina. So it's kind of like, uh, if you don't know what Taina is, it's like a, a native, like the native people of the land, like Native American, that kind of a feel. And so the Tainos were the natives of that in the Caribbean. And they were very warm. He said they were the warmest people. And all of this is back. I'll give you the resources after. All of this is backed up by documented. Like there are historians that have documents, have journals, have accounts by doctors that rode with him on what they saw. Okay, because again, their letters were like texting for us is how their letters flowed in. They have so much evidence. And so that the, he first met the Tainos, they were the loving, the most kind people ever. And the Tainos warned him about another tribe called the Caribs. And they, or they were also called um, Canibs as well. And that Canibs is also is short for cannibals. And so this tribe was extremely violent. And what they would do is they would find the Tainos... And they would eat all of the men. They would kill and eat all everybody. But they would save the women. And the women, they would put them in an enslaved camp. And they would rape them so that they could conceive children and then eat their children. It was like a farm. And so like a, like a, like a cannibalism farm. Like they would leave sometimes for like years at a time to come back and then eat the kids that's how that's how these this tribe operated and so 
when Christopher Columbus left because he came four times. So the first time he came was in 1492. Um, he left. And then when the second time that he had left a couple people behind. And so when he came back, that's when really they started colonizing. Like he started bringing back more boats and more people. There was no one there. And it was all they found were like bones because the Caribs had come in and attacked the Tainos and had some of his guys in there, too. And they were completely wiped out. So he got word that it was them. And he went out on this is on his second journey back. He went out to rescue the Taino women that were in the camp that were enslaved. And so at this point, you know, that's another topic as well. You know, when it comes to slavery, oh, he came and he brought a bunch of slaves. That's actually not factual. Um, 20 to 40 percent of the slaves were already they were already happening in the nation um, in the Caribbean and they were enslaving each other like the, the Tainos and all those guys. They were all enslaving each other. So um, he went back. He he came back. He rescued the Taino women and he did what he could for the people. He tried to live peacefully among them. So what happened was. As he brought more people, because he was Italian, the Spaniards had a different philosophy. The Spaniards did not like the approach that he had. They didn't like that he was a Christian. They didn't like that he approached them, you know, you let's trade. If they give you gold, you trade that. You know, you don't just take land. You have to give them something for it. You, he didn't, they didn't like that approach. They just wanted to, some, they were there for selfish reasons. They were there for gold. They were there to kill the people. They were, they were there for very different reasons. So as more conquerors came before or after Columbus, because there were also Vikings that came before, way before Columbus. But Christopher Columbus himself did not, was not involved in that. And his writings and letters are, that's evident in that, in his writings. So he left, he came back a third time and he brought more people. So every single time he came, he left, he brought more and more people with him. Now, the second time that he had come, he had uh, rebuked or he had, not rebuked, but he had confronted the Spaniards that were treating, that were mistreating the Tainos, the, the natives. And he would punish them because the, the king and queen had made Christopher Columbus the governor of the new land. And so on paper, he had that authority. But if you're bringing a hundreds of Spaniards with you and you're the only Italian and you have no backup, there's, <laughs> there's only so much that you can do. There's only so much that you can control. So during his second voyage he had told um he had told them you guys can't do this and he said this is this is not okay you cannot treat people this way and so they started to have a little bit of animosity towards him they were they did not like him whatsoever so when he went back from when he came back the third time they pretty much handcuffed him the the Spaniards that were here they handcuffed him they they mistreated him and they sent him back to Spain and they accused him of doing everything that they were doing now if you live in 2021 
you know that there's there's some familiar familiar I can't say the word familiar I can't say the word there's something familiar about that right where somebody has been accused of something but the accuser is the one that's doing the same thing that's what happened in this case and so they accused him of mistreating the natives they accused him of taking you know gold they accused him of rape they accused him of all kinds of things and so when he went back to the king and queen in chains they were he he got acquitted because they realized that none of this stuff was true so he decided to come a fourth time and the fourth time that he came he actually ended up on the coast and like somewhere in jamaica and he was shipwrecked for a year and ended up going back to um to europe and got sick and didn't make it because of the the types of conditions that he went through his body couldn't take it and so now that is literally the story right i i it's a lot longer than that but i condensed it for you and what's mind blowing is that you know people don't take the time to they just believe whatever one person is telling them about history they don't take the time to go and verify the original documents or verify the people that are actually saying you know where did you get that information where did you learn that from and then going in i mean with the internet you can learn whatever you need to you can find all kinds of things on the internet so it's a matter of actually taking the initiative and going to research these things christopher columbus was not the person that people claim him to be and um washington irving actually said this um who he used to be like a literary figure um but this is what he said about uh those uh, those the people kind of rewriting history there is a certain meddlesome spirit which in the garb of learned research goes prying about the traces of history casting down its monuments and marring and mutilating its fairest trophies care should be taken to vindicate great names from such pernicious erudition or destructive pseudo-academic attacks its defeats one of the most salutary or wholesome purposes of history that of furnishing examples of what human genius and laudable enterprise may accomplish this basically describes um in the footnote after it says this certainly describes the often irrational efforts today to destroy Columbus to destroy Columbus and diminish his genuine accomplishments how crazy is it that um, somebody who had intended to just put Israel back in the hands of Jews or um, or in the hands of Christians and someone that wanted to spread the gospel to Asia. And there's historical documentation on, you know, on his writings, on, on his intent to do that. And today it has been warped into, you know, Christopher Columbus is a... <laughs> I mean, you've heard the things. I don't have to tell you. If you have the internet, you know that... Some of the things that they say. And it's disheartening almost to see that um, 
this kind of education or is in academia right now. You know, it's in the schools. It's what your kids are learning. They're literally learning that, you know, oh, Christopher Columbus took slaves back with him from Europe when really the several Taino tribes volunteered to travel back to Spain, um, including like a chief. You know, he was a he was a, an extremely Columbus was an extremely peaceful guy and how his image has been completely tarnished uh, within just even like the school system. And I remember having a conversation with, you know, I was learning a lot of this stuff and I was having a conversation with my husband. Um, and we had a guest over and. I was telling him how excited I was to learn all of this stuff. And the guest completely was like, no, that, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. That's, that's not what I learned in school. And, you know, after I reiterated, well, this is what I'm learning. And I'm actually going back to, to make sure to look up the information and verify it. Nope. Nope. That's not true. I just don't understand what, like you've been, re- you repeat something long enough. Like repetition is a convincing argument, no? Like it's you can literally repeat something long enough, and people will believe it to be true. But then when you hear the contrary, when you hear the other side of that, you completely disregard it whatsoever. And I guess, you know, you just completely nope. You shut it down completely because you've just heard it so many times that it's just become factual to you. And there's no open-minded discussions about, you know, what happened? Where did you find that information? Who wrote that? What's their background? None of that. And I wanted to bring light to stories like these. It's why I wanted to have the history series. I wanted to to shed light on them because I and I I'm glad that they're being recorded because I want to be able to share that with my daughter as well. And for her to understand, hey, there there if you look into history and get the proper information, you can be properly educated. And I can't even tell you adults like literally, where would you find that information? I've never heard of that. My kids aren't learning that. How what kind of world are we living in when we're twisting and twerping and, and twisting and turning everything, especially to make everything secular? You've got to ask your questions like, why are they removing God? You realize this entire story, God was completely removed from it when you teach it in schools. And there are scriptures backed by scriptures that Columbus spoke of as he was you know going on going about his journey psalm 65 5 was one of them um and that was you know luke 23 46 there's so many scriptures that he had gone he made a point to highlight or to write about that fueled him to go out and spread the gospel to to the nations and it's insane how some I just don't understand. I know I'm kind of going in circles here, but I just don't understand how we got to this point where something so pure, you know, can be completely twisted and diluted for what? So that people can learn to hate America. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day, right? Why else would you remove God and accuse, you know, Columbus of the same things that the Spaniards accused him of? you know to why else so that you can learn to to grow and hate your nation so you can vote a certain way 
that's the only reason why see you can so you can believe that there really is division here there is no division there there's no reason to hate your country because christopher you think christopher columbus killed people when he came here he didn't even do that so that's that's where i'm at mentally to be honest and i probably have to edit this this video because i'm kind of rambling but i just wanted to i just wanted to tell you the truth about the fascinating story of christopher columbus and where we come from and that's that's part of our history and if you didn't know now you know if you don't know now you know and um i really hope that you enjoyed this quick podcast i'm excited for the next one we're gonna learn about pocahontas and no she didn't marry john smith no she did not not the disney (laughs) the disney version so the pocahontas has actually that's another fascinating story um and we're gonna work our way up we're gonna talk about pivotal moments where um free black men had done amazing things in the 1700s we're gonna talk about george washington we're gonna talk about all kinds of things it's gonna be great but you know what we're gonna leave god where he's supposed to be in the midst of all those stories because that's literally the most important element of what i'm going to be taught it's the most important element of history i hope you enjoyed this podcast i know i gotta edit it kind of bummed but i hate editing these things but I hope you got something out of it. Make sure you tune in to next week, next Thursday, where we're going to learn about Pocahontas and the truth behind her story. I appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. And hey, have a great rest of your week. Don't forget to subscribe. The resources that were utilized for today's podcast were An American Story by David and Tim Barton, anything from the Wall Builders website, Google, (laughs) and also the Book of Prophecies by Christopher Columbus.